2: Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast, the show where beauty professionals deep dive into how to achieve intrinsic and extrinsic fulfillment. From social justice to salicylic acid, we're here to give you the tools to be truly beautiful. I'm your host, the owner of True Beauty Brooklyn Studio in Brooklyn, New York, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm joined by my co-host, licensed esthetician and the owner of Cheeky Brooklyn in Brooklyn, New York, Alex Shapiro. Let's get into today's show. Today, we're teaching you how to answer the most important question that everyone looking to treat their skin needs to know before beginning their journey to gorgeous, healthy skin. So, Alex, if I were to ask you what the most important thing is that you need to know before treating your client, what would that be?
1: I would want to know probably what their goals are. Sometimes you look at a client's skin and what you think needs to be worked on is a little different from what they think needs to be worked on. So it's important to be on the same page. That's how I feel. One
2: hundred percent. Absolutely true. We need to know what's going on with your skin so that we can treat both your skin type and your skin condition.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, this is the first step we take as practitioners to determine what products and ingredients we're going to use on you during the service. We're already thinking, you know, what will we recommend that you use after your service for your at-home care? And I just think that being on the same page with that and getting a feel for what the client is already using and if it makes sense for what their skin type and conditions are is really important.
2: Totally. So... This week, we're really going to be speaking with you all about how to determine what exactly your skin actually needs. And then next week, we're going to start to put all of that together into a plan. And Shapiro, do you want to let the cat out of the bag and tell the beauty baddies another name for this great plan of action that we're going to give them? A skincare routine. A skincare routine. I
1: love a bitch with a plan. An actual skincare routine that makes sense for your skin, not like my client today who has lots of acne and every product she's using is targeted for anti-aging.
2: Yes. Or if we ask you what kind of acids you're using or if you use any exfoliating ingredients and you say, I use a hyaluronic acid, you guys, after this whole series, because this isn't just going to be one episode, this is going to be one episode in many of the series that where you're going to figure out what your action plan is for your skin, you're going to know why... That's the complete wrong answer for asking about why you're exfoliating and you're telling us about a hyaluronic acid. It's not a bad thing, but you're going to figure out, you're going to know for yourselves, I should say, why that's the wrong answer. So this week, you're going to learn how to analyze your skin, which is essentially figuring out what the fuck is going on with my skin. Because, Shapiro, how many times does somebody come in and you say, "Okay, talk to me about what's going on with your skin? What are some of your goals? And they just look at you and they kind of just say, well, that's why I'm here. Like, I just have bad skin and I want good skin and you're going to help me get there.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that a lot of... I I never want to badmouth other estheticians. And this isn't even me badmouthing. I think just traditionally for many years, getting a facial was this luxury item where you went to go and just relax. It wasn't always to target skin issues and like actual problems. So... I think that a lot of people just come in and they're like, wait, we have to talk about stuff like there's a discussion to be had because I don't think traditionally that's how it's been. And I feel like a lot of newer estheticians are breaking the mold with being like, "Okay, we're going to talk a lot during this, especially if it's your first facial with me, because there's a lot I need to know.
2: Totally. I think also people don't know what it is that they don't like about their skin. They just look in the mirror and maybe it's because when they were younger, they had acne. And so now they're looking at hyperpigmentation that they don't like. Or Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, they just had a baby and now their skin is so much more dehydrated than it ever was. And so they're seeing like laxity and wrinkles and they don't really know what that's coming from or where that's coming from or how they kind of ended up in this place. But really... One of our goals for today's episode is for you to know how to say what it is that you don't like about your skin, whether that's dehydration, whether that's texture issues, whether that's well, let's not let the cat out of the bag completely. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you guys all the answers to the questions that we're going to be asking each other and you later. But you guys need to know what it is that you don't like about your skin so that then we can go ahead and fix it because it isn't just like one blanketed answer. Across the board, which is really what they want you to think, right? They being the marketers and the beauty influencers and the the people at large that are like selling you guys all of the stuff. They want to give you just like one answer, one blanketed product happiness in a bottle at the price of like $110 each (laughs) Mm -hmm. to solve all of your problems. And that's not going to be the case. It's going to be a lot of different things targeting whatever your specific need is in this point of your life. And it's going to be ongoing and changing. And guess what, Beauty Body? You're going to be able to consistently change and take care of your skin no matter what phase you're in.
1: I feel like people listening are feeling like, oh, my God, I can actually get my skin taken care of. Like, there's hope. Oh, my God, there's an
2: answer out there. (laughs) I can, like, leave this episode knowing what I'm going to need. Yes, you're going to leave this episode. If not knowing exactly what you're going to need, you're going to leave this episode feeling like, all right, there's some bitches out there that care about me, that want me to put together an actionable plan. It's called a skincare routine. And they're going to help me put together the right... Combination of things for my skin.
1: And it won't be 12 steps.
2: No, it certainly won't be 12 steps unless you want it to be. (laughs) Because some people want that like 14 step skincare routine. I don't know any of y'all because I know that some real busy bitches, but I know you guys are out there and we're not here to judge. We're just here to help you.
1: Totally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, first, let's catch up a little bit, Alex. What are some of the highlights of your week?
1: I am. Patiently, but really impatiently waiting for my best friend to have her first baby. Mm-hmm. She was due on Friday. It's now Tuesday. And girl is just like at Trader Joe's today. Like just food shopping. Like there's nothing happening.
2: Is she being induced or what's happening? What's the protocol?
1: There's an induction scheduled for next Monday, which she really does not want to be induced. So she went yesterday and got acupuncture Because there are some acupuncture points that can help move things along. But it's just like this weird waiting game. And anytime, there's a few things. Anytime she doesn't respond to my text right away, I assume she's just like going into labor. And anytime Mm -hmm. I get more than one text from her in a row, I assume she's going into labor. And (laughs) like the other day her husband was out and she called him and he freaked out. He's like, you can't call. You cannot call unless you're giving birth. Otherwise, you have to text me. <laughs> it's just like so intense. Um, Are you excited to be an auntie? I'm, I'm very excited. I feel like I've had so many baby things going on. I went to a baby shower Saturday for my friend Ashley. I had a fun time, ate an edible. <laughs> it was, I, I, I think it's. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. For a baby shower. <laughs> that is a lot of fun. But it was also just like very casual. It was just like a brunch Had some drinks and some really good food on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. I've been um, diving deep into like, I think I told you like a long time ago, this apprenticeship that I did with this esthetician in Windsor Terrace, like five or six years ago. But she's like very holistic, very natural, maybe like more natural than I would ever want to be when it comes to skincare. But I've just like been revisiting all my notes and all of my material from her and it's been really fun to kind of like dive deep back into like the internal body and how it affects your skin. I love that. And that's like what I've been up to other than working and uh trying to like keep my shit together. Ugh, it's hard trying to keep our shit together, right? Truly I'm like I'm doing all these things and I'm also trying to make sure I wash my face at night and um you know shower daily. Oh, that's what you mean by keep <laughs> your shit together.
2: I'm like just like not being an emotional basket case every day. That's what I'm trying to do by keeping my shit together.
1: Uh, God, yeah, that it's, too. It's pretty that
2: too. <laughs> it's vv difficult. I was reading through some of uh, Dr. Bauman's book today, and I was really getting into like just the science of behind skincare, And I, it was really interesting. Um, so I really f- dig you. I dig you. I feel you in that sense. Just like I really <laughs> I know, dig you. Of, I really dig you. It's nice to get back to kind of like the basics of what got us into all of this, you know, just like nerding out on I don't know, yeah. just nerding out on mitochondria. And like ATP and
1: ADP and like all this shit. And like it was really fun. For sure. Also, like I'm reading some of this material and I'm like, oh, yeah, she talked so much about mineral absorption. And I was like, oh, yeah, she makes she actually makes this really nice bath soak that has minerals in it. And I'm like, oh, I need to go pick some up. It was really nice. And I haven't used it in a really long time. But just like so many things I was reading, I was like, yep, we've talked about this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's just always fun. It's always fun to keep learning. It really in this is field there's so much so much it's crazy
2: one of my friends who's a scientist was telling me that like yeah pink himalayan sea salt don't do shit and i was like what i read all about it It has all the minerals and like the ancient like seas and and she's like yeah girl anything that says ancient in it you gotta think twice and i was like you are breaking my heart right now but you're a legit scientist so i guess there's room for everything but i still have five pounds of pink himalayan sea salt that i'm gonna keep taking
1: a bath with because it makes me feel good so this is how i look at like anything my skincare philosophy Philosophy, philosophy may differ. Philosophy. <laughs> My philosophy. I'm an esthetician. I don't necessarily know how to speak or spell. No, I love you. I love <laughs> philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs> I feel like every esthetician, you know, many estheticians can have many different skincare philosophies, and it doesn't mean one is right and others are wrong. No. There are so many different ways to do something. It's like how there's different ways to tie your shoes, right? Like, and they all work. So I feel like opinions (laughs) on things like that.
2: There's different ways to tie your shoes and they all work. (laughs) It's true. You're right. I love that. I don't think anybody's ever said that to me before. (laughs) I just made it up.
1: Unless someone said it before, I just invented that saying, and I should probably trademark it. <laughs> you heard it here first, but I it's true, that. and I think that that's yeah. such an important thing to know because I'll say something to a client, and they'll be like, "Oh, this other esthetician said blah blah blah," and I was like, Always. "Well, she's not wrong." Oh, you know, I'm like, it's just a different approach, and like, obviously, that approach didn't work for you, so let's go with my approach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and bitch, you're here for a reason, so
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like that's such like an important thing to understand. So like, I still fucking believe in Himalayan pink salt. So whatever.
2: I mean, look, I stand by exactly that, and I think that this is why I dig science is because not everything is wrong and not everything is right. We're gonna yeah, go and with it's this. it's more fun that way. I think, <laughs> I think that it is too. It keeps things interesting. Truly. So, okay. So, speaking of apprenticeships, I started this really awesome mentorship slash apprentice. It's not really an apprenticeship program at all, actually. So it's a mentorship slash, I guess, accelerator program, maybe you could call it. It's probably something that everybody understands these days. And so it's called the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago for my beauty baddie moment of the week when I mentioned I was accepted into a mentorship program that I'm very excited about. And yeah, it's just been kicking my ass, girl. It's been <laughs> so much work <laughs> and I'm super overwhelmed. It sounds like it's a lot of work. Yes, but I'm really really happy and I guess the reason that I'm bringing it up is because the way that the program really like continues to grow is by word of mouth so one of my new dear friends Christy Turner hey girl uh, Christy told me about this program back in April and encouraged me to um, apply for it and it's she basically just said like it changed her life in so many incredible ways and it's just been so awesome, and so I bring it up because they are getting ready to, you know, bring in their next cohort of students in 2023. And I promised them that I would say something on the podcast because we have lots of entrepreneurs that listen out there. And so it's basically a free program in which they bring together entrepreneurs from all different walks of life, and it's a way to grow your business and accelerate your business. And they're really hands-on, and they're all really invested in your business, and they're so invested that you have. To to keep handing in financial statements for three years, girl, for the next three years. They're like, bitch, are you growing? Because we spent a lot wow. of money to make sure that your ass is going to grow and we want to make sure it's happening. So it's a free program, but they're really invested. Oh, and we were written up in the Wall Street Journal last week and yours truly was
1: in the photo, the cover photo. I forgot Oh my that God. Happened. I
2: forgot that happened. There's been so
0: much going kind on. Kind of
1: big, uh, yeah. That's how you know shit is crazy, uh,
2: you know. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, kind of a kind of a deal. So, yeah. So I bring that up because in my uh, Instagram. LinkedIn at the top. There's a form that you can fill out if you are a small business owner and you're interested in this program. It's uh, regionally. So I'm, of course, like in the New York chapter, but there are all different um, chapters all over the country that you can join. And yeah, it's just like this incredible program that is changing my life and it's changing my business. And um, I want to share the gift that Christy gave to me and that Goldman's now giving to me and the incredible people at uh, LaGuardia Community College. You girl's back in school. I love that. So if you go to my Instagram at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor, in my LinkedIn, you'll see there's a form to fill out because your business does have to have certain metrics to hit. Like I think you're the minimum revenue each year. You definitely have to have a couple of employees because they're really looking to help grow businesses and create jobs for people. Uh, I'm not sure what the metrics are, but if you fill out the form, it'll tell you. (laughs) And yeah, that's just what your girl's been doing the last couple of weeks, getting her ass beat every
1: Friday, but growing a lot.
2: And it's been awesome.
1: That is awesome. So yeah, even though it's crazy, it's obviously amazing. And a really great opportunity.
2: Yeah, it's a really great opportunity. And it's just been so dope. Like anything that happens, I've got a business advisor and she's dope. And like, you know, things have been just crazy with business recently. And last week she was like, you know, Elizabeth, you're not by yourself anymore. Like you can call us whenever this happens. Like you have got people you can like turn to and work through with all of this stuff. So it's just been like an incredible opportunity. And um, if you're an and entrepreneur listening, which I know we've got so many entrepreneurs out there, definitely check it out because it's a great opportunity to grow your business. That's awesome. Thanks, dude. So with that, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Alex and I are officially announcing our allegiance to the beauty baddies of the world and turning our backs to the beauty industry as it now stands because we're going to teach you all of the secrets to build an effective and efficient skincare routine, which is what the beauty people out there aren't telling you. They just want you to keep fucking throwing your money away at their products every quarter. Why? Because they got to keep making new products every quarter. I get it. I just told you all about businesses. We are a business also. But we're in the business of beauty buying your ass. So we're going to give you guys the power to make great decisions and build your skincare routine so that you've got gorgeous skin for the rest of your life. Can't wait. Be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full nineties throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
1: So by the end of this whole series... Instead of just getting tricked constantly into buying random products, like everything you see on Instagram or everything a beauty influencer tells you to buy, you're going to know how to choose products that will actually help your skin and target the conditions that have been bothering you. It's going to be magical.
2: It's going to be
1: magical. Magical. It will be. It's very eye-opening to learn that... Things you're using that you think are helping but aren't, there's a reason. It doesn't have any ingredients that are targeting your actual skin conditions.
2: Oh, my God. Shapiro, yes, you're 100% right. And you know an anecdote I have to tell before we even jump into today's episode? One of our favorite clients came in this weekend over the week, last week, I should say. She's one of my favorite clients because I love weirdos because I'm a weirdo and I attract Mm -hmm. weirdos. And (laughs) True
1: true statement.
2: (laughs) Truer words have never been said. And I always have to like, whenever I see that one of my weirdos have have booked an appointment with one of the other girls, I always have to preface their like their appointment with like, look, they're a little funny. I like funny people. If they're a little funny to you, you never have to see them again. But at least you know what to expect. And so this very funny girl, she's been coming. I realized one of my first clients ever, she's been coming for so long that she was coming when we were in like the sad back, back, back room at the first True Beauty. And she's been asking me about skincare from day one. She finally booked a facial. This is literally seven years later. I've wow. done just the cleanser on her skin and her skin got so red, so mm-hmm. sensitized that I was like, I can't even go any further, girl. What's, let's step back. What's up? What are you, what are you doing with your skin? And I realized that she had impaired her barrier so much by only using soap for her whole life (laughs) that I can't even use a cleanser on her skin. I was like, you just have to go home and use oil and water for the next month to try and get your barrier built back up before we can do anything moving forward. So, wow, I bring up that anecdote because we're going to talk to you about how you will never be this client of mine, <laughs> who I love so much, but I'd never seen her for skincare before. I'd only seen her for like all the other services that we do. Wow. And now you're never going to be her either. And if you're listening to this anecdote and you're like, bitch, it's me. Girl, welcome home. You're going to learn a thing or two and be able to fix your own skin after this series. So with that being said, <laughs> what are some of the most common skin concerns that your clients come to you with, Alex?
1: I would say the top skin concerns would be acne, pigmentation Mm -hmm. issues, whether it's from acne scars or sun damage or hormonally induced melasma, definitely aging, people worried about their skin laxity, the elasticity, the fine lines, wrinkles, all of that. And I would say texture, which those are the main things that people say to me. But nine times out of 10, what I'm seeing is those problems, plus lots of dehydration.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody's dehydrated. You mm-hmm. are 100% right, my friend. So today, you baddies are going to learn how to decipher for yourself what it is exactly that you want to improve within your skin. And we're going to do a little behind the scenes about what's happening at the cellular level. And... The reason that we're telling you guys all of this is because this is really the first step that your technician is going to do before any facial procedure. So it's the first step that you, beauty baddie, need to do before purchasing any new skincare product. We're going to teach you how to analyze your skin. So Alex, when you're doing your your client's skin analysis, what are the steps that you're taking and what are the things that you're looking for?
1: So I would say that my analysis starts before I'm even at the analysis portion of the facial. Usually I'll cleanse, a lot of times do a double cleanse, tone, and then I use the magnifier to really closely analyze the skin. But I'm analyzing the second I touch their face with cleanser. Usually Mm -hmm. I'll give it a little feel even before I cleanse to just see what kind of state it's in. And even when I'm not looking at it, and this sounds so weird, but sometimes while I'm cleansing, I'll close my eyes for a second and really just feel mm-hmm because it lets you just kind of without your eyes just kind of realize like okay I'm feeling bumps here or I'm feeling a little bit of roughness here you can tell pretty early on while you're cleansing even and then again when you go to do analysis what the elasticity situation is I feel like that's one of the easiest things to feel mm-hmm. and just any lumps bumps and roughness. Those mm-hmm. are the main things that I'm looking at. At this point, because I've been doing this for so long, a lot of times I can pinpoint, you know, like if I feel roughness, what it's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. there there is kind of this difference between roughness that is strictly congestion in the pores and dehydration. Congestion also is partially dehydration, but I don't know, it just all feels different, but it's all texture. I'm really feeling a lot for different textures and that can also be smoothness because sometimes like if a client is on a dermatologist prescribed medication, like let's say Tretinoin or Retin-A, a lot of times their skin is extremely smooth to the point that it's too smooth. You know that um when you feel that in a client's skin? Yes. Or when somebody's taken Accutane. And it's worked. Yes. It's almost so smooth to the point that they it seems like they're missing a layer of skin. So I feel for that also because a lot of times I'll feel that and then I see their skin getting red and I'm like, OK, they get sensitized really easily because, you know, those products can thin the skin technically if they're overusing them, especially. And it's not for everyone using dermatologist prescribed meds. But That's usually what I'm looking at and what I'm feeling for. I'm looking at any discoloration. As I'm doing this, I'm asking the client what their skincare goals are, what their current routine is, just so I can get a feel for, okay, they have these complaints. Are they using products that will actually target these complaints? And also, this is when I kind of get to get a feel for how experienced they are with skincare. Not that I'm judging, but more so in the sense of, oh, you're using this very high-end line that a lot of estheticians use in facials, does that mean you get a lot of facials? Kind of like that. Um, if mm-hmm. someone's using really inexpensive products, you know, I, I ask a little bit like, okay, what what made you start using those? And, and with expensive ones too, I just kind of want to know what guided them. Was it a, an influencer? Was it an esthetician? Was it just they were at Sephora and grabbed, you know, whatever's highly rated on the website? I just like to get to know what the client's relationship with skincare products is. I love this. Yeah, I think that's kind of the beginning. Anytime I'm giving someone a facial for the first time, these are the things I'm looking for and these are the questions that I'm asking before I get into anything too deep.
2: Okay, Shapiro, so I heard you talk about two different things there. You spoke about the different things you're feeling for, so the different textures that you're feeling, whether that's dryness or whether that's due to dehydration or whether that's due to active acne or closed comedones. But then you were also talking about things that you're looking at, right? Like whether you're looking at sun damage or melasma, and then you're also asking things from your client that are going to help you to lead to their skin type, right? So Yes, I love all of these different things because this is exactly what you need to be asking yourself at home. You need to be touching your skin and thinking to yourself, does it feel lax? Like laxity means like not even wrinkling, but like sagging. Does it feel like loose almost? Does it look like it's wrinkling? And wrinkling can be something as little as crow's feet to something like deeper, like, you know, true sun damage wrinkling or just like wrinkling from aging even. Or then we're also feeling for active acne or, you know, when we say we're feeling for texture, we're talking really about like those little bumps that you can feel over your skin if you run your hands over. So I love all of these different questions because that's really going to be how we start to decipher what it is that we're going to try to treat when we're treating our skin. And the other thing that you sort of touched on that I would love for you to like bring home for the baddies is the skin type. All right, before we go any further with this, baddies, I need you at home, if you're listening, you are listening, baddies at home, (laughs) I need you to think this. When I wake up in the morning, before I do anything, how does my skin feel? Does it feel dry? And this is, you know, for the most part, because I get it. If you're doing the things at night that you should be doing, it should feel pretty normal. But say, you know, it's an extremely cold night or something along those lines, right? Where like your results may be closer to what they should be if you weren't already a baddie doing the baddie things that you're doing at night. Does your skin feel dry? Does it feel normal? Does it feel oily? Because that's really where your base is going to be, I would say, is in terms of determining what your skin type is. Because as Shapiro is about to tell you, generally your skin type doesn't change that often in life. Your skin type is going to remain relatively the same throughout life, except for major hormonal shifts. So adolescence, pregnancy, postnatal, menopause, and actually perimenopause all throughout menopause, I would say, are really going to be like the big life uh, changing moments, hormonal moments where your skin type could change. But besides that, it's going to remain the same. So Shapiro, you want to tell the peoples about the different skin types? there can be.
1: Sure. So your skin type will either be normal, oily, combination, which I know for some people is controversial, but I still count it as a skin type, or dry. And like Elizabeth said, your skin type is your skin type. So you cannot change. For example, you cannot change the size of your pores. You can make them appear smaller, but you cannot physically change the actual size of them. Because your pore size is part of what makes up your skin type. So I hope that makes sense.
2: So this is going to be difficult because you are just looking at your pores, right? Like we look at all different skin types and all different skin conditions, you know, upwards of 10 different people per day. So we know the difference between small normal quote unquote and large pores but yeah. will you tell the people what the different um pore sizes generally are going to represent
1: it's so funny i feel like everyone thinks they have huge pores
2: everybody does by the way yes and also i should say if you think that your pores are huge they're probably just dirty and you need a facial and we can talk about that later too
1: yes <laughs> totally um so if you are a dry skin type you will basically your skin will appear like it has no pores That's a good way to tell if you are a dry skin type. Yeah, it will almost look like you are poreless. Um, If you are a normal skin type, you may see some pores just like a little bit on the nose. Maybe the tiniest bit on the cheeks, just by the side of the nose. Mm -hmm. Maybe the teeny tiniest bit on the forehead, like between the brows. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if your combination, it's basically that, but spread out more.
2: I was going to say combination. It's usually either the T-zone or the butterfly zone where you're going to see larger pores.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like if you have very visible pores in your cheeks, visible pores on your forehead, but they kind of have a stopping point, then you know your combination versus oily. Whereas oily, it's like those pores keep on going. Yes, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Does that make
2: sense? <laughs> I think that that makes sense. So if you think of your T-zone as, um, you know, your nose and obviously your forehead, or you can even do like an upside down T and do like your nose and your chin, is, I would say is like another problem. Well, I guess your T is like your your nose through your chin and your forehead. And then your butterfly zone is if you think of your nose and your chin Being like the body of the butterfly and then the wings coming from underneath your eyes. That's like your butterfly zone, which I think is much nicer than your T-zone because it's like a butterfly, you know? Um, tell that to a combination skin person. They're like, bitch,
1: (laughs) you can have it. Hilarious. Hilarious.
2: (laughs) So, okay. I love this. This is a great visualization, I think, for the baddies out there to understand their different skin types. And so remember, your type is never going to change. Aside from these huge hormonal shifts throughout our life, your skin type is really going to remain the same. So... If your skin type is remaining the same, it's really your skin condition that's going to be changing. And so our skin condition, let's talk about it. I guess I'm going to open up with maybe the most controversial of our skin conditions. Sure. Sensitive skin. Mm. And sensitive skin is the most controversial because some people consider it a condition. Some people consider it a type. I have no idea how it could be a type, though. It doesn't make any sense. We just talked about your skin type. Your skin type is really determined on the amount of oil or the lack of oil you have in your skin. That is something that we didn't actually mention, is that when somebody has a dry skin, dry skin refers to the lack, a lack of oil. Normal skin is like a quote unquote normal amount of oil. Oily skin, obviously they have an abundance of oil. And this is important because when we're talking about dry versus dehydrated, you can't be a dry skin and an oily skin. It doesn't make sense because we're talking about the amount of oil that your skin has. But you can be an oily skin and a dehydrated skin. We all are. Because dehydration is is lack of water. So we're going to come across that many, many, many times because all of these companies are trying to play you by selling you oil that's hydrating. It really pisses me off. So sensitive skin. Back to sensitive skin. Yes. So sensitive skin conditions can fall under the umbrella of sensitive skin. And those are rosacea. Those are psoriasis. Those are um, impaired barriers like we always talk about. Those are eczematic skins. Those are um, atopic dermatitis skin. That can be people with severe allergies, hyperallergic skin. <laughs> and so the reason that this to me is uh, obviously a condition is because you can have oily skin dry skin or combination skin and still have sensitive skin. In fact, you can have sensitive skin and acneic skin or sensitive skin and aging skin or sensitive skin and any of these other skin Mm -hmm. conditions like you can with really any condition. Right. It's like I right now have aging skin and acneic skin and sensitive skin and dehydrated skin. Lucky me. (laughs) Big old mess. A big old mess. And I have dry skin so I can have all of these different things included within my skin condition. And sensitive skin, I think, is one of the many difficult conditions to treat because specifically things like rosacea, nobody really knows specifically what causes it. They just know different things that can trigger it. But there's no cure for rosacea, um, much like there's no cure for acne. The other thing is sometimes with sensitized skin, you don't know what you're going up against, like my client, until you start to put together the pieces of what they're telling you. Oh, so you're sensitizing your skin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, so you're doing things to to impair your barrier, to make your skin so sensitized. And sometimes you don't know that. Even though she was saying things like, if I use soap, my skin feels fine. But if I use soap and then a moisturizer, it reacts. And I was like, well, how can that be? That doesn't make sense. Until... I saw firsthand, oh, your skin is so sensitized that once you start to try to fix it, it feels like it's reactive because your skin is actually balancing. Because your skin's pH is actually going back to the pH that it should be. And when your skin's pH is changing, it feels tingly. Yes. So... Sensitized skin is difficult also because then there's, you know, things like—and after this we're going to move on because I could go forever on sensitized skin because bitch at me. But then there's things like um, (laughs) the allergic triad, right? So sometimes I'll say to Mm girls— You know, and trying to figure out what's sensitized their skin. Do you have seasonal allergies? Yes. Do you have uh, allergies to shellfish? No. All right. Well, let's dig a little bit deeper. Do you have allergies uh, to metals? Oh, yeah. Actually, I do have different allergies to metals. OK. Do you have eczema? Oh, yeah, bitch. I have eczema. All right. Well, that's the the triad. In that, if you have one or two of these different allergies, you're probably going to have the third, and the third is probably going to lead to atop some sort of sensitive skin condition.
1: Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: But those are things you have to kind of like ask and dig around about to find out. And also, a lot of skin, a lot of people don't know about this because mo- I don't even think that most people don't have it. I think it's just tricky. And because I'm so sensitive, I've had to learn this. But now I can yeah. look at somebody and be like, oh, bitch, your barrier's impaired. That's why you can't keep any moisture in your skin. Yeah. That's why you're so dehydrated.
1: <laughs> hydration. Hydration will solve so many things. Um, well, but
2: if your skin can't hold the hydration also, that's like a sign that your barrier's impaired. For sure. That shit's just,
1: it's like going in one ear out the other.
2: Just fucking evaporating into the air. Yep. <laughs> going into one ear coming out the other.
1: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Um, Okay, so let's move on to two similar but different conditions, uneven texture and acneic skin. Uneven texture is something that I can usually see with my eyes when looking at a client, but more so when I'm feeling it. um, There will be areas of roughness, maybe some bumps, some lumps, sometimes they're deep under the skin, so you really can't see them with your eyes. And then acneic skin can also look different from person to person. These can be pus-filled bumps. These can be bumps that don't ever come to a head. But... Um, Especially, I think, in our clientele, since I feel like our clients are usually in their 20s, 30s, maybe 40s, a lot of times it's hormonal acne and you'll see it on the lower part of the face. It's not fun, but there are ways to help it. And um, when it comes to acne, it's just really important to do a deep dive with the client to kind of figure out, okay, can we like maybe kind of see where it's coming from? Until you figure out what the stem of the problem is, it's very hard to really treat it. Mm-hmm. You can you can treat it topically, but there's usually something going on internally, too. Or not usually, but a lot of the time.
2: All right. So next we have hyperpigmentation and sun damage and, of course, aging. So hyperpigmentation and sun damage are two sides of the same coin, right? So Mm -hmm. hyperpigmentation can really come from a number of different things. It can be caused by sun damage. It can be caused from post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. It can be caused from uh, scars, It can be caused by using too strong of a chemical peel. You can hyperpigment. You can also hypopigment. Oof. So there's a lot of different ways that you can hyperpigment. And sun damage is one form of hyperpigmentation that can present itself in your skin. So, well, melasma can be from sun damage, but it can also be from hormones. hormonal From hormones, exactly. Yeah. So two different sides of the same coin, kind of, right? Uh, Hyperpigmentation. Aging can look like uh, skin laxity, like we were saying before, like how your skin sort of like hangs off of the meat. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that was so it's funny. true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkling, aging skin, aging skin. Ooh, aging skin can also look like yellowing skin. It can look like crow's feet. Yeah. It can look dull. like dull. Dullness
1: can be many things, but I do feel like because we lose our oil production as we age, mm-hmm. it can start to look kind of dull.
2: It can also start to look dull because our platelets are starting to pile up on top of themselves. So we need to be doing more exfoliation more frequently. So all of these are different ways that aging can present itself. All right, y'all. I hope that you're looking at the skin and saying, what the fuck is going on with my skin right now? (laughs) Because that's the goal. The goal is for you to figure out what it is that is bothering you about your skin so that we can then begin to treat it. Because it does nobody any good just throwing whatever to try and see what sticks. It works much better when you're spending $100 at a time on products that you actually know is going to, supposedly at least, going to be targeted to something that you actually want to change within your skin. And so with that being said, before we even finish this episode, you guys have homework. That's right, you beauty baddies, you have homework. I need you to go and look in the mirror and I need you to get your best mirror, not the one that like, you know, you got for ninety nine cents because you just needed a mirror and somehow you still have it for whatever reason. But it makes you look kind of crazy. I need you to go and get like your clearest mirror and stand in front of your best lit window, the window that you stand in front of when you're taking all of your selfies. I know you, you know which one it is. We all do. And I need you to look in front of this mirror without any makeup on. Honestly, looking a hot mess. (laughs) And I want you to look a hot mess because I want to be truthful to ourselves about what it is that we actually want to fix. Do we have an oil control problem? Is our skin too dry? Do we have hyperpigmentation? Do we have acne? Do we have texture issues? Do we have melasma? We need to know exactly what it is so that we can then go and fix the issue. It does nobody any good by just closing our eyes to it. Sometimes it's nice to just cover it up with makeup. Today ain't that day. Today ain't that day. And hopefully, moving forward, it's never going to be that day again because you're going to know how to actually treat your condition. Yay. Yay. All right. So, baddies, let's summarize today with two big takeaways. Why are we telling you the secrets? Because I say it all the goddamn time. Y'all have been lied to by everybody else. And it's time to become empowered beauty baddies. And since knowledge is power, you need to know what's actually going on with your skin in order to properly treat it. I just told you guys that. So, unlike every other beauty content writer or content creator, Alex and I are actually licensed working skincare professionals. We know how skin functions. We work... Elbows deep. (laughs) I just love to say elbows deep. We work Balls deep. Balls deep in skin every single day. We live in Brooklyn. And so we are so, you know, blessed to be able to work on so many different types of skin types and skin conditions. And from richly melanated to like the fairest skin, we we got all of y'all. We've got all of y'all. So we've got the knowledge to share with y'all. Why do we want to share with y'all this knowledge? So that you're not out there fumbling and bumbling and wasting your money. It's a recession. I don't know if y'all heard. (laughs) Times are tough. The economy ain't great. So we want you guys to know what your skin type is, because once you know your skin type, we're going to start to make a little tree chart with your skin conditions, branching off of what your skin type is. And then we're going to categorize you into one of five boxes. And then we're going to start to get your shit right. And that's it. Alex, why else? Why the fuck else? Yeah. Uh, what's another summary point that we can have?
1: Just to recap that your skin type is what stays relatively the same throughout your life, other than when you go through major hormonal changes. And then your skin conditions are the ones that are often changing. Maybe you have acne for a few years, That's a skin condition that you're dealing with. And then maybe all of a sudden your skin just feels really tight because now your skin is dealing with a lot of dehydration. So the skin conditions can vary. They can vary based on season easily. You could have different conditions throughout the year. For sure. But I think just from... Today, you're going to know like, oh, turns out my skin isn't dry. It's dehydrated, you know, because now, you know, dry is a skin type, but you're looking at your pores and you're like, I have very visible pores. I can't have dry skin. Exactly. Um,
2: I'm an oil slick by the middle of the day, but I always thought my skin was dry except for my T-zone. No, girl,
1: you were normal except for your T-zone. Exactly. But I think those are the important takeaways from today.
2: I think so, too. Shapiro, we did it again. Another great episode down. Ooh, ooh, you know what we're going to talk about next week? Ooh, what? Um, Next week, we're going to do our natural deodorant episode. We're not going to make it too easy for y'all to just like come back and binge all of these episodes where we teach you how to have beautiful skin. You guys have to come back in two weeks for the next part. So next week, we're going to have our natural deodorant episode. I'm very excited. I feel like going into the fall is a great time to try natural deodorants because it's still kind of warm out. So you can still get, do you know what I mean? It's not like the summer where, well, at least not like the summer in New York, where August, you're just dying and you're on the subway. And nobody wants to smell you. Nobody wants to smell yeah. your don't,
1: don't experiment. Don't yeah. experiment.
2: <laughs> but now, like September, October, I feel like, you know, some days are hot, some days are cold. So you're going to be able to go through that fluctuation of like, ooh, girl, it's hot today. Do I stink? Am I feeling all right? But like without really being so rude to your neighbor when it's just a week of Hades heat. Yes, and you guys, I've had several new ones, several. I'm very excited, and they all work great.
1: I'm very excited to chat natural deodorants. It's something I'm like oddly passionate about. <gasps> you are <laughs> I am. I've worn natural deodorant for many, many years, as has Kyle Me too. like when we met, I was like, "Oh, you use natural deodorant. I like you. <laughs> That's how you find a husband in New York he's City. He's but he kidding. used
2: natural deodorant. So he's a 10. <laughs> I love that for you. I love
1: it. Um, you can DM or email us your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at True Beauty Podcast or via email at Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at Alex Lindley. And
2: I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. You can make an in-person or virtual appointment at truebeautybrooklyn.com to hang with me, Elizabeth. And you can make an in-person appointment with Alex at cheekybrooklyn.com. And that's it.
1: We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a COC BK production produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at truebeautybrooklynpodcast.